Yo, welcome back to Damn Live Living and it's another episode. Um, today we're focusing on a class assignment about the dance in early Americas. So let's just get straight into it. Our first topic would be the description of what is referred to as Atlantic Civilization. Now, when the term Atlantic Civilization was coined in the 18th century, there, the underlining idea was meant to combine the values of the French and American revolutions. They were seen as the two indispensable pillars of a single yet divided approach to social modernization. The, the Atlantic civilization remains based on the primacy of individual dignity, property, and rule of law. A strict separation between state and society the freedom of religion as well as the freedom to travel now moving on we have a correlation with the puritans but we also need to remember that we can't mix up the puritans with the pilgrims and no you know we have to go into who were the Puritans and who were the Pilgrims so we don't get mixed up by the two. So, the Pilgrims, the Pilgrims stated that every British citizen was expected to attend the Church of England and those who didn't were punished by the state. One group of farmers though, in Northern England, known as the separatists, began to worship in secret. Knowing full well that it was treasonous. Once they had decided that the only way they could be true to their conscience was to leave the established church secretly and worship. They were haunted, hunted and persecuted and many of them faced the loss of their families, homes, and the loss of their livelihoods. Stated by Donna Curtin, Executive Director of the Pilgrim Hall Museum in Plymouth, Massachusetts. The Pilgrims also stated that when it became impossible for them to continue in this way, they began to seek other places to live. So now, who were the who were the Puritans? While the separatists believed that the only way they could live according to biblical precepts was to leave the Church of England entirely, the Puritans thought they could reform the Church from within. Sometimes called non-separating Puritans, this, this less radical group shared a lot in common with the separatists, particularly a form of worship and self-organization called the Congregational Way. The biggest difference between the Separatists and the Puritans is that the Puritans believe that they could live out the, live out the Congregational Way in their local churches without abandoning the larger Church of England. The Puritans said, it's completely acceptable that this ecclesiastical structure is above us, but we are we are going to operate as a congregation in this in this biblical way," says Vicky Oman, associate director of group participation and learning at the historic Plymouth Plantation. So 
moving on to our third topic uh, in the early America's dance is the important dates of theater- theatrical dance. Now, a few of these uh, may be new to some and not so new to others. Uh, I, for, I, for one, after doing this assignment, came closer to knowing about how how certain dances came about and what influenced certain dances, especially during this course. One of these um, major dates was the opening of Suez Canal in Egypt, 1869, which brought a surge of interest in the Eastern world. This new interest in Asian countries and cultures was a strong influence in the shaping of early modern dance movements, notably in the pioneering work of Ruth Ruth St. Dennis and Ted Sean. Another another, uh, theatrical date is Intermedi. Intermedi is a pantomime, dances and songs performed in the space between a banquet course. A banquet's courses flourished in the wake of the Feast of the Pheasant. In Italy, these interludes known as Intromise, the origin of our modern English word intermission, or intermedi, soon came to be used not only in banquets, but in theatrical performances in the space between the act of plays performed in Italian courts. In Italy, these interludes known as the dancing sorry, of a moresca was among the most common type of interlude used at the time. The moresca was an exotic dance that took its name from the Italian word of Moorish. Often, performan- often participants blackened their faces and attached belts to their clothing in the imitation of the Northern African and Spanish Moors. By, 1500, by the 1500s, the popularity of the Moresca as a form of theatrical dance was well established throughout Italy, and the rising fashion for an antiquity prompted dancers to adopt the seductive imagery of the Moresca to storylines that they drew from ancient mythology and pastoral poetry. A most common, another common uh, theatrical dance moment would be the ballet decor. In France, the part, the popularity of interludes combined with a native tradition of court fetes and festivals that had long been staged around a central theme. Together, the two forms of the intermedi and fete inspired a new genre that came to be known as the ballet decor or court ballet. The court ballet was very much influenced by the ideas of the French Academy of Poetry and Music, which had been established in 1570 by Jean-Antoine de Vif. The curiosity, the academy, the curiosity the academy bred also inspired investigations into ancient dance which is a topic we also spoke about in previous classes 
uh, such as Roman dance, Greek dance, and all those other aspects. So the curiosity of the academy bred bred also inspired investigations into ancient dance. And the members of the academy soon experimented with performances staged to their own rhythmical songs. Catherine de Medici, the, the, the regent of France and later queen mother, supported these innovations and frequently included choreo, choreo, choreographed dances in the festival in the festivities she staged at court. Under her influence and patronage, the ballet decor flowered in the years around 1580. Another uh, historical date in theatrical dance or another notable date was the mask, which was done in 1605, but we won't get into that due to time. Uh, So we're just going over some main points. The second wave um, of theatrical dance, the second wave of uh, dance in the early Americas was the revival of American theater. And this was done in two parts, which is the emergence of black dance and Southern colonies. So the black dance The black dance in former reflects on the black dancers who significantly impacted the American dance scene, as well as the major companies who pioneered a new world where black dancers could be seen as equal artists. This was a result of an of African slave of African slaves who were brought to the America. February is recognized as Black History Month in the United States since the since the country's bicentennial in 1976. Black History Month has been an official designation to honor and remember the significant and immeasurable impact African-Americans had on the nation. One of these um, black dancers who made an an impact on American dance was Master Juba or Juba in 1825 to 1852 and it's said that it's likely many dancers have heard of Master Juba due to the fact that this is important dance contributions sadly go hand to hand with performers that reiterated racist stereotyping he performed in minstrel shows and American entertainment in, ni- in the 19th century that consisted of comic skits and dancing in blackface. Another common name which I was also aware of was Bill Bojangles Robinson from 1878 to 1949. Known as the father of tap dance, let me say that again, known as the father of tap dance. Not being a fan of tap dance myself, but also knowing it from jazz music and jazz um, composers. I heard the name Bojangles used a lot. 
So known as the father of tap dance, Robinson is most famous for his appearance in the widely popular movies starring child actress Shirley Temple. In his career, Robinson appeared in a total of 14 films and 6 Broadway shows, sometimes in prominent roles. An enormous, an enormous triumph for a black actor in his day. Which just goes to show that in those times, black, black dancers won't, weren't really getting much recognition. Another uh, person we'd like to look at is John W. Bubbles from 1902 to 1986. Like Robinson though, singer and dancer John W. Bubbles made a significant stride in the progression and commer commercialization of tap. Starting his career at 10 years old, Bubbles joined six-year-old dancer Buck Washington to create a singing dance comedy act. With Buck, Bubbles became very popular. The two performed an act in Zygfield Follies of 1931 and became the first black artist to perform in the New York's acclaimed Radio City Music Hall. I think we should read that again. The two performed an act in Zygfield Follies of 1931 and became the first black artist to perform in New York's acclaimed Radio City Music Hall. Now that's, I don't know about um, anybody else, but when we see these amazing black artists um, being the first to do what they do and being the first of their craft to explore and just create such um, revolutionary um, acts, it's amazing. And not to, you know, give all the males the attention because we have a lot of black queens and black artists that really, black female artists that really changed and really um, set the stage for us and set the bar high. And one of those um, female artists was Josephine Baker from 1906 to 1975. One of the first black women to leave her mark on the dance world, Josephine Baker's legacy is synonymous with the sensuality, brevity, and uninhibited passion. Famous for barely their dresses and modernized movement, Baker went on to perform and choreograph for 50 years in Europe. Although racism in the States often restricted her from gaining the, the same renowned name at, at home as she did abroad, Baker fought segregation through organizations like the Na National Association for Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. The organization actually named May 20 Josephine Baker Day in honor of her efforts. Now, that is some amazing, amazing progress for Black people, especially in American dance and the evolution of the evolution of American dance or the build-up of American dance. And like the topic says, the revival of American dance. 
so these are you know just some small facts about how dance was in the early americas and how it how it is and names that influenced and changed and gave us a stepping stone to use to know the history of american dance to say yo you know us as black people and the emergence of black dance really helped us to you know understand what it is and what we can do in order to you know add to that or to relate to such um dances but yeah uh these are just a few facts and we look forward to sharing some more with you um in more episodes to come so thank you again for listening to damn live living and we'll see you again be sure to share uh follow leave a notification leave a comment and yeah we'll see you next time Southern Colonies Dance or Dance in Colonial America. Information found on www.britannica.com. Attitudes in Colonial Dance. The English colonists in America had mixed opinions about dance. There was the complete disapproval of those who saw only its inherent licentiousness but for others came at least a, ta- a tacit toleration of the obviously Im- irrepressible urge to dance. The South, more heavily populated by colonists with aristocratic backgrounds, was generally more inclined to dance than the North, where religious f- f- fervor had motivated much of the migration from England. But what was allowed and even encouraged in the Connecticut was strictly forbidden in Massachusetts. The general consensus was apparently that dancing in itself was not bad, but that no punishment could be severe enough for what was regarded as lascivious dancing. Lascivious dancing, my apologies. The Quakers, who had settled mainly in Pennsylvania, were very much dancing, were, were very much against dancing. And in 1706, they complained bitterly about a dancing. In 1706, they complained bitterly about a dancing and fencing school being tolerated in Philadelphia. They feared that the dance school's teachings would tend to corrupt their children. Nonetheless, Playford's, the English dancing master, was by no means unknown in America. There was also dancing masters and dancing mistresses to instruct in and lead the dances that had been brought from the old, from the old world. What the colonists saw of American Indian dancing, they found very strange and primitive and there was virtually no exchange of dancing customs between the groups. The situation differed, however, 
with regard to the black slaves who in the 17th century had brought their own songs and dances from their native lands in Africa. During religious holidays in the New Amsterdam, black, blacks danced in the streets to the musical accompaniment of three stringed fiddles and drums constructed from eel pots and covered with sheep skin. Early in the 18th century, rather rough theatrical entertainment acts of acrobatic skill or pantomimes in which dances played an increasing role began to spread through the American colonies. Also, a few, just another influence or another part of American Southern dance was the rise and spread of waltz, which took rise and spread in the in 1787 when it was brought to the operatic stage. 